So hello, everyone. This is Otessa, and you are listening to Conversations with Hysterical Women. That's Women with an X, the Hysterical Women podcast, where you are all welcome here, friends, allies, everywhere across the rainbow, across the binary. I'm just really glad to have you be here. And this is meant to be a safe space to explore all of the weird things that life throws at us and all of the different ways in which we can be twisted and torn asunder, but also all the different ways that we can come back together. So thank you for listening, and I'm glad that you're here and going to be cheesy, but comment, like, subscribe. I stood in the kitchen the day after my mom passed away. We had just had the whole house remediated because, like, this the stench, whatever. You know, you have to remediate the home so that, you know, it doesn't smell like, you know, death. Yeah. So, like, because my mom passed away. She was in the house for three days. So, like, it smelled like my mom. It was not good. So they remediated and walk in. I stood in the kitchen. I could smell the steak. I went home. And I only had rib tips and steak that I had sliced. And you know what I did? I made fried steak. Mm-hmm. It wasn't the same. Mm-hmm. Guys need the smell. Yeah. Yeah. And everybody sat there. Everybody who was in the house with me was looking at me like, are you really pouring salt in that steak? Is that the best idea? Like, that could really, that's really not healthy. Mm-hmm. And like, are you putting butter in that pan? Yes, I am. And then even on top of the other smell, related, because they're, they're a thing, they're a meal that you eat together, is I fried corn mm-hmm. in butter, a little bit of sugar, and actual milk, like mm-hmm. actual vitamin D milk, not, not 2% milk. I should try not, that. Butter corn, hmm. it's It goes. It's amazing. Yeah, It's wow. wonderful. And right. you just fry it in a skillet mm-hmm. next to the steak. I try that. And the smell... Oh, the same pan. Oh, yeah, wow. of course. You know, a big skillet. Like big, this is a big skillet. This is the big, the yeah. big cast iron. The big cast iron. Yes. It's got to be cast iron. Yeah, yes. big cast iron skillet. Yes. You know, a little, a little, you know, like a, 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 you know, a little butter old in there. Touch to it. Yeah. My, and like, you know, I, I made it, and everybody in the house is like, Marks, like you're normally like the healthiest person we know. I'm like, yeah, that's that's not that's not always been the case. Mm-hmm. I'm like, when I was eight years old. Like, so I say, it's like, when I was eight years old, I weighed 125 pounds. I currently weigh 155 pounds, by the way. Wow. So that'll, that just gives you a sense. That gives you a sense. Wow. I was 125 pounds when I was eight years old. (laughs) Because every single day of day, when my grandmother made fried steak and fried cord, (laughs) I wanted seconds. Right. And then after seconds... Because it was so good. Grandma's I wanted thirds. Yeah, <laughs> grandma's will fatten you up. Mm-hmm. And my grandmother saw no problem with this. No, they, nope. Because she was happy that I liked her food. Yes. Yeah. And I would go home and on the weekends, because Canada learned from Bernice. Saturday morning, when there was some sort of fried meat being made on the stove, mm-hmm. next to some sort of fried vegetable on the stove, I ate seconds of that too. <laughs> I don't blame you. I don't so that's the smell. You. That's the smell. It's the easiest. That's the easiest. Is that the smell of the memory? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Totally. So something that I have been wondering about a lot. Yeah. And and if I'm making you uncomfortable, please tell me, and I will stop. Uh, I know that you lost your mother, and yeah. I have been. It's like that delicate dance because when I lost my mother, I really did not. I, I appreciated the people who were there, and mm-hmm. I appreciated the people who 
were like, how can I help you? Because then I had to think of something. Right. You know? Yeah. And then if you have 20 people, then I have to think of 20 things. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm already like doing the eulogy, doing the, the funeral, doing the obituary, like, like paying the bill, like, ah, and now I need to think of all the ways for you to help me. Yeah. Right. So I wanted to help you, but I didn't want to give you emotional labor. The best thing you ever did was send me flowers. But I will ask you now, how can I help you? Whether it is in this area or in any other, how can I help you? Just and I'm sorry for the emotional labor, but if you can give me no, some tips, I, I won't do it in the future. No, it's cool. Like this, the coolest thing that you do is that you keep my mind occupied. I haven't grieved yet. Yeah. Because the one thing I asked everybody to do is to keep my mind occupied. I have yet to grieve. Yeah. Yet. My, my mother passed on March the 14th. It is July 2nd. I have not had an opportunity to stop and breathe yet. Which is a credit to my friends and my family and the people that surround me. Because they have kept me mentally occupied and physically busy for four consecutive months. When everybody's idea is to stop and let me have space to let it process, I thank everybody for actually listening to me when I said, give me stuff to do. Because, you know, I learned this from, I learned this from my mother. When, my, when her mother passed, when my grandmother passed away, I was the one that fell apart. Mm-hmm. So, real true story, second semester, first semester of... Let's see, my grandmother passed away December. So it was end of first semester. So end of first semester, sophomore year of college, I had a 1.7 GPA and almost lost my scholarship. Wow. Because I was floored. I flew home every other week. Yeah. Like my mother, I still have Southwest Reef of Flyer Miles. I can still use to this day from that. Like my mom flew me home every other weekend from... So my mom had my grandmother had terminal cancer, so we were just like largely just like shepherding her to the, you know, to her to her passing. She passed the day before Christmas, by the way. So mm. you know, no, no, nothing, nothing slight yeah. there. The Christmas was amazing, but uh, not. But um, my mother stayed busy between caring for my grandmother and then breaking down our apartment and moving into the house and then setting up the house and then paying the bills and then throwing the parties. Like we had a bunch of parties when like she moved in because everybody just wanted to come by mm-hmm. and like, you know, offer their condolences or whatever. Mm-hmm. My mother didn't grieve my grandmother's passing for like, it wasn't until like my senior year of college. Yeah. My grandmother passed sophomore year. So like two years went by. She didn't grieve. I was the one. Because, like, I was reading, I was reading um, 23rd Psalm. My grandma was holding my hand when she passed away. And I was the one because that happened. Yeah. My, my mother, of course, was, like, laying on the floor next to her bed, which uh, my mother was a sizable woman, and my, my grandmother's room was small. So you can imagine there's, like, a, room, a space that's, like, that big, and my mom is that big. So, like, it's, like, this weird thing where my mom is just, like, camped out, uncomfortable, and I'm, like, sitting on my grandmother's, like, she had, like, the, the, the bedside toilet. Mm-hmm. She had lost her faculties at that point. Yeah. 
So I'm sitting on the toilet reading the big Bible, like the big giant Bible with the big bulky one that's like 12 by 16 and it's got, and it's like 5,000 pages and there's like elegant elegant photography of like what these places look like in in real time and these like beautiful like pictures from old cathedrals of what these stories look like. That's That's that Bible. And I'm reading it, and it's like 23rd Psalm, and I'm reading it. It's like falling off, and my mom's like stuffed in the corner, and my grandmother starts shaking, and it's like a moment. Yeah. Like, I'll never forget it. And that was the moment that the grief started for me, right there. Because, like, literally, she's holding my hand, and I'm like, it's like, and I'm like, what's going on? Actually, I'll take that back. The grief really started for me. My grandmother had terrible kids. So she had, like, literally, like, she was one of those things where if she stood up to walk, she could easily fall down her bones turn to dust. Like, she was at that point. Like, the kids were going all the way through her body. My grandmother, one of the weekends I came home, because I was home, and she had that memory of me being in the house for most of my childhood and everything. She heard me downstairs, like, watching, like, music videos or something. And she came downstairs, like like the ghost of Christmas past, like like this like shell of a human, like literal like skin hanging on bone. Like two weeks before she passed or whatever, and walked into the kitchen. I'm watching videos. I I can't see anything. Like I just all of a sudden I hear like a pan fall because my grandmother can't yeah. hold anything, but she had the muscle memory. And the, the, the cognizance to go all the way downstairs and come around. And the pan falls and she goes, Mustang, you need to cook your own breakfast this morning. And I'm like, Big Mom? Yeah. She's like, what? And then I walk into the kitchen. And there's this stupid little woman standing over the stove. She's like, at this point, she had shrank from like 5'6 to like 4'11. Wow. And because she, you know, your bones. Like at yeah. that point, it's just you and your bones and you're stooped over. So she's like eye level almost, like just above eye level with the stove. Mm-hmm. And she's just standing there. Because the muscle memory at some point is there, but you can't do the physical motions at that point. So your body has to like stop. Mm-hmm. So you're just stuck. Mm-hmm. That pick her up, carry her upstairs, mm-hmm. put her back in bed, mm-hmm. and that was the moment. Yeah, it's the only time I've ever told a story, by the way. So I love you. That's why I love y'all. Mm-hmm. Like is that moment where like I knew that I saw this thing that was like the last time this person in the world would ever do this thing. And at that moment, it started. Then when, like, I'm reading the 23rd Psalm, it's like the moment when, like, the death rattle order comes. It's like, that's the next moment. And then it was like, I had to go back to school, like, seven days later. And, and, and like, <laughs> you know, it's like, finals? Finals? It's like, it's like the Allen Iverson practice. Uh, practice? Like, finals? Finals? Yeah, like, I'm not going to past finals. Mine is kind of, yeah. Like, no, I'm not. Like, let's go. 
And then it's like I, and then it's like I come back home after that. I like bombed every final, mm-hmm. and I've got like my and my like the report card like you know comes to me, and my mom's like, "Bring your report card home." Uh oh. And then I'm like, okay. <laughs> you know? The old Eddie Murphy laughing. <laughs> sure. <laughs> then I put her on the table and she's like, it's the only time my mom's like one of those people that like if I had anything less than a three O in high school, she would have like she would just like jump up and just like do whatever. Mm-hmm. So like she looks at it and she goes, Okay. And that was the end of the conversation. Because she knew that there was nothing she could say. Yeah. Because she knew that she... Just look at you and done. Because <laughs> that's when she goes, well, I'm sorry I did that to you, but, like, somebody had to do all this work. Mm-hmm. So, my mom passed away. That's what I said. I'm like, keep me busy so that I don't fall apart the way that I fell apart when my mother's mother passed. Yeah. Because I saw what she was able to accomplish when that happened. And I want to be able to accomplish the exact same yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. Wow. If I may, what happened when the grief hit her? Oh, she just like... So, my mom got really sick. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm a big believer in like, it's just the only thing I'm really spiritual about. It's like cancer. Because like, I, I know cancer like way too well. Like, both sides of my family. Um, like, my mom and dad were divorced before I was born so like it's like my grandmother my grandfather's side and I always look at it. so on my grandmother's side and my grandfather's side there's like cancer rampant every kind of cancer feasibly imaginable because mm-hmm. a lot of chain smokers there's a lot of people who are in foreign wars and they have all sorts of mm-hmm. like literally every sort of cancer feasibly possible um cancer is a disease that moves faster when the body is in a depressed state yes and full of like that depressed agitation. Mm-hmm. And you start mm-hmm. So when my mom started to grieve, her breast cancer came back. And I was I was a senior and I was a senior in college. My mom came up from my graduation. And we were at Applebee's afterwards from Applebee's, my mother's favorite restaurant. Mm-hmm. So note it's my mother, by the way, speaking mm-hmm. of controlling dominant female narratives in life. I graduated college, and we went to her favorite restaurant, and nobody said anything. That's funny. Nobody said, well, Marcus wanted maybe wanted to go here. Yeah. No. We went to Applebee's. It was a thing. I got the steak. It was like, all right, cool. Mm-hmm. You know, like, so, yeah, like, with the grief hit her, it was like, maybe, because my mom thought, my mom didn't think I was going to move back home. 